Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Path to Freedom podcast. Today, I'm joined by Maya Radcliffe, who is the founder and CEO of Hawaiian Fluid Art, which I think is a very interesting franchise concept, uh, one that's a little bit newer to me in terms of you know my experience working with them. But um, this brand's been around for a few years now and, and is off to a really good start in terms of uh, their expansion through franchising. So Maya, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And in Hawaii, aloha. Aloha. I love it. Yeah. I could, I could go for a little Hawaii right now. It's been overcast and, and rainy, uh, in my neck of the woods this week. Yes. Yes. Here in Dallas as well. You know, I spent nine, nine years on the Island spoiled by perfect weather. And now I live in Dallas in order to grow the brand and, it's an adjustment, I'll tell you. So I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story and then we can get down to business. But one of my good friends from high school went into the Coast Guard right after high school. And, and you know, this is one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Uh, you know, very funny, very charming. But the Lord did not bless him with a lot in terms of IQ or at least, you know, in, in a schoolroom <laughs> setting. Right. Like he was yeah, just yeah, not yeah. the type of kid that, you know, was was interested in school. So anyways, he. I, I think graduated like second to last in our, our class. And so we went into the coast guard and then, you know, fast forward 10 years or so. And, and, you know, we had like a reunion and a bunch of us standing there and we're like, this guy, Brad, he's smarter than all of us because with the coast guard, he, I think went to Tampa first and then uh, a couple other places, but then he ended up in Hawaii for like six or seven years beautiful house on the beach that the coast guard was paying for, you know, raised his family there. Now he's in the outer banks uh, of North Carolina in a beautiful area. So, uh, and he's done very, very well, um, you know, for himself with that career track. So we, we always kind of laughed at that, that like, you know, we thought Brad was the, the dummy of the group and turned out he, uh, he was smarter than the rest of us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so you're in Dallas now, but yeah. did spend some time in Hawaii. So start start off, just kind of share with us, what is Hawaiian fluid art? Okay, so Hawaii fluid art is a fabulous combination of a retail art gallery in the front okay. and an active art studio in the back. So when you first walk in, you're surrounded by beautiful art pieces from local artists, artisans, jewelry makers, candle makers, etc. Okay. And the majority of that is on consignment. Mm. And then in the back, we have an active art studio where we teach eight different types of art, uh, resin art, fluid art, um, hat making, uh, resin tumblers, and the list goes on and on. And we teach those on a walk-in basis and by appointment. So every hour we teach a different art form every day. 
Uh, it's a lot of fun and we bring joy to our students across the United States. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm thinking my oldest daughter would love that. We did a birthday party for her a few years ago. I forget the name of the place and, and I believe it is a franchise, but you know, there was, there was a kind of sit down art component to it where they all did, you know, a little craft of some sort, but the, the main attraction was they put these big plastic jumpsuits on and they went in this room and just got to go to town throwing paint. Uh, they, so they put a canvas up against the wall and they were just throwing paint at it, but yeah. then they got to bring the, the canvas home. And, um, you know, obviously we did it for her, for her birthday, but I found myself in there in one of these plastic jumpsuits and I had a blast doing it, you know, and I've, I've actually still got that, that painting hanging in my office. Um, you know, it turned out kind of cool. Some of the, you know, four-year-olds did better than I did, but I was still pretty happy with, with mine. Um, but it's interesting that you've also got this, this consignment retail component to it as well. Um, and we're going to dive in, you know, to more of the the nuts and bolts of the business model itself. But where did where did this come from? Do you have a background in art? Where did where did the idea to start this and then, you know, actually turn it into a business really originate from? So I do not have a background in art. Um, I was looking for a hobby. I was uh I worked too much. I was a consultant that went in and helped restructure small to medium sized businesses. It was a lot of pressure and I needed a hobby. I had to find a way to relax on the weekends and I took all these art classes and I was horrible at all of them. And I thought, wait a minute, you're supposed to feel good about yourself when you go right. and do a hobby, right? Yeah. You're supposed to feel rejuvenated and excited. And I would come out of these art classes like, what did I do wrong here? Yeah, and so yeah. I just started playing with paint and um, I kind of came up with my own art form. And then I started posting things on Facebook, like, look what I made. And then people started wanting to buy it. And then fast forward a little bit and people started asking me to teach. And so I started teaching um, pe people with traumatic brain injuries. And I set oh, really? up a yeah, so I first started with people with different abilities, people that were missing limbs, people that had traumatic brain injuries, people that were completely blind. And I set up um, a studio in my detached two-car garage. And people, more and more people started asking, hey, can I come to a class? So finally, I just did a little thing on Facebook that said this Saturday, art classes with some pictures. Boy was there a turnout? There was such really? a turnout, yes, that I ended up teaching, I don't remember, it was 50, 55 people that first day wow. in my garage with people standing around outside talking, waiting to come in and be able to do an art experience. And fast forward, in the first six months, I taught over a thousand people out of that garage. And and at the, at the time, I still had a full-time job. Yeah. And so now this is, um, at this point, it's May of 2021, the height of COVID. Yeah. And yeah. I realized that I needed to open a retail establishment, that I couldn't keep doing it out of my garage. Yeah. And I had this idea to have the art gallery in the front because I had met all these cool artists 
when I was taking art classes, even though I was bad at it, they were good oh, at it. Yeah. And I thought, let's give a place for local artists, artisans, jewelry makers to display their wares. And so that's how I came up with that idea. And then the active art studio, I took what I'd been doing in my garage, put it in a retail environment. And at the same time that I was doing that, I created the mobile unit. So we have, we can take the party to you. We can come to your home, to your office, to a hospital, to a school, etc. And I didn't know anything about franchising. It wasn't even on my radar until I was at an event at a very well-known resort with a bunch of very well-known actors and actresses who had become my students over the last several months. So imagine these well-known actors and actresses coming to my garage in Hawaii, right? And seeing me then open a store. And then I was doing the on-site parties. They came up to me one afternoon after I'd done a big class. I taught, I don't know, 30 or 40 people. And they said, Maya, we want to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. And I'm just cleaning up. And they said, we've, and I'll never forget this. We've traveled the world and we've never seen anything like what you do. And we believe everybody deserves to experience Hawaii fluid art. And we think you should franchise. Wow. What a testament. It was to this day. I still get emotional about it because it's completely changed my life and it's changed the lives of hundreds of other people. Yeah. And that's, that's when I started looking into franchising and I threw myself in and, and here we are today. And of course there's a lot of work between that day and today but i went home that night and i wrote down some goals franchise your business open a store on the strip in las vegas yeah um have your own paint brand have 350 locations within four years and i wrote all of these goals and so far we're ahead of schedule on all of them and that's pretty exciting it's incredibly exciting and and also you know like you said doesn't just happen right there's been a lot of hard work i'm sure sacrifice a lot of learning you know that's that's happened between the time you sat down and wrote those goals down to now um but isn't it amazing you know when you do actually take pen to paper and get very specific with your goals how things will kind of start to fall in place it it always requires hard work and effort and persistence but um, I mean, I've seen numerous examples of that in, in my own life and businesses that we've, uh, you know, built and, uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me how, how instrumental that can be. So I want to, I want to ask about one thing that you mentioned, cause it, it, it was curious to me. So when you first started teaching people, you mentioned teaching people with traumatic brain injuries and other, um, you know, I guess kind of unique circumstances is, so is there some sort of a therapeutic component to this that you found? Very much so. So I'm going to give you a little story. Um, When I had been posting my works on Facebook, you know, the big island of Hawaii is a small island. They call it the big island, very small population. So a lot of people knew who I was just because of the work that I did for local businesses around the island. And this gentleman reached out to me and he said, you know, my wife had a traumatic brain injury and we're trying to get her excited about life again. Is there any way you would be willing to teach her? And I was like, absolutely, bring her. 
And the next morning she comes in and he left. He needed some space. He was the full-time caregiver. Sure. So she yeah. came in and we created a piece of art. And she had this miraculous moment of clarity. And she just looked at me and she says, I'm going to remember this. I don't remember things. And she started talking to me about how she doesn't remember how to tie her shoes. She doesn't remember. Um, so she has no short term. She has some long term, but she forgets what she does every day. She would go and when she was with me, she'd get a cup and then she'd turn around and come back. And then she goes, oh, I'm supposed to get a cup. And then she walked to go get another cup. And so I would guide her through this. And I got to spend some quality time with her. And, and what I started having her do was come more often and have her help me make mix paint and just do everything. And one morning, I'll get a little, sorry. One morning, her, her husband called me and said, <clears throat> she remembers. And I said, she remembers what? And she said, she, he said, she woke up this morning and she said, I know I did art yesterday, but can I do it again today? Wow. And um, that meant something to me. And she was my student and continues to be a student of Hawaii Fluid Art. Even though I don't live in Hawaii anymore, uh, she works with one of our, one of our instructors there. And um, it has a therapeutic aspect to it. And, and, and I don't have any crazy certifications or anything, but art is healing. Art brings joy. Art can make you feel like you're five again. Art makes you forget that your shoulders and back hurt when you're older. Art just does, it's magic. It's just magic. And we see that magic on a daily basis with people coming to our studios, whether they're four years old or 104. We see the joy on their face as they're creating. And that's a whole different kind of business. When you can bring joy yeah, to people yeah. at that kind of a level, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, that's that's incredible. One of the first franchise brands that I worked with was a company that installed things like wheelchair lifts and and wheelchair ramps and stair lifts. And so the you know kind of core. Uh, client base was mm -hmm. people with physical disabilities and, and all of these products were aimed at helping them get around their home and, and have access to things that prior to that they didn't. And so I yeah. got to see, you know, some of the same type of, you know, just just gratitude from the, the customer's standpoint. And, you know, then, of course, I've been involved in businesses where there's not as much of that component, you know, still needed product and service but not you know maybe quite as as life-changing or impacting and there, there's definitely something different about being involved in a business where you can really see day-to-day -day the the type of positive impact that you're having for your clients yeah. so have you have you done any research like is there any science behind why you know, this type of art form is therapeutic. And, you know, in the case of the example that you provided, um, you know, why it was helping this lady regain yeah. her memory a little bit. I'm just curious if there's any research. There, there actually is. There, There is a lot of data out there that shows that art is truly therapeutic, not only to people with traumatic brain injuries, but people that served in the military, that went through intense trauma, children, um, abused children, neglected children. There is a lot. If you Google art therapy and the benefits um, to you know a child, an adult, 
there is a ton of information out there to the point that we at Hawaii Fluid Art are working with a very large company that handles insurance billing and working with senior centers and, and schools and people in, in treatment for different types of addiction. And we are working on being able to actually take insurance because of the therapeutic benefits of what we do. You wow. know, all of our studios are ADA compliant. We will not approve a space if it is not completely and totally ADA compliant. Um, yeah, so there's some there is some really amazing research out there that you can you can look into. But we know the difference that it makes, and we know that our franchisees know the difference that it makes. And you're going to find that our our family of of franchisees are really driven to give. They really want to give to their community. Profits aside and all that stuff, the business is profitable. But what, what we're really about is about the ohana, the family, mm -hmm. the spirit of aloha. What can we give to our students that is going to make them feel good and want to come back over and over again? Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. I uh, I wasn't even, you know, in my head thinking that, you know, we would go that direction. But as you started sharing some of those examples, I was I was curious if there, you know, was some some science behind it. And because I, I feel like I've heard other other examples of where some type of art form was mm -hmm. being used, um, you know, in, in similar cases. So that's really cool. And, you know, I work with a lot of people that are considering business ownership and uh, many of them are very, very driven by wanting to get into a business where they can genuinely help people. And obviously there's a lot of different ways that you can do that yeah. business, but something like this, I could see really speaking to, to a lot of people, especially if they have a family member or a friend or someone that's been through something similar where yeah. it's a little more personal. Yeah. And you know, it's not, it's not just people with different abilities and, and traumatic brain injuries that we work with, but it's important that everybody feels welcome. You know, our average student is, I, well, we don't really have an average student uh, from four to 104, a male, female doesn't, it just, it's across the board, but we will always be sure to be fully inclusive so everybody can come and create. And, and yeah, that's a, it's an important part of, of our larger business. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a good point, right? This is designed to be for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. so talk to me a little bit more. So you shared a little bit of kind of how the, the idea to franchise the business started, you know, when did you actually hit go on franchising <laughs> and, and where are you today with the franchise? Okay. So the night of that conversation, I went home and wrote down these goals, knew nothing about franchising threw myself in, um, research, research, research for six months. And what I realized was I was in Hawaii during COVID. I needed a second location mm. so I could compare Hawaii store to a different store. So as I was doing all this research and writing SOPs and, and getting in the negotiating with payroll companies and everything else, before I even launched, I was doing that. I opened my second location in Kansas City, Missouri. 
And this was October 10th, 2021. And that store did very well. And at that time I realized, okay, we let's, let's turn up the burners. Let's go. And I spent, I spent a year working on infrastructure, everything that I could find, everything that I could read, everything that made sense from my past business development. Um, even a group medical plan. We even have a group medical plan for our franchisees and their employees. So we launched in april of 2022 so almost two years ago and where we are today um sometimes it's uh it's uh it's so much it's so exciting i don't it's hard to put into words so where are we today we have 23 stores open we have 47 in different stages of de development um with build outs we have uh, well over 100 units sold by the end of this year, even if we didn't award another territory, we'd still have over 100 units open by the end of this year. Wow. We've just launched in Canada. We are launching in the Asian markets in Australia at the end of this year. We have a we have a private uh, paint label. We have a, a private resin label. We have our own canvas label. We have uh, incredible infrastructure. We have a large corporate team that supports our current franchisees. We do everything from real estate acquisition to construction management. We have franchisee success managers. We have a very profound marketing team. Um, we just help them with everything. We are a full service brand. You are not just buying a logo and an idea. This is a full service brand. We've been awarded just some incredible awards along the way. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow evening, um, Saturday the 27th, we are being featured on Fox Business National News uh, in something called Trending Today as one of the top franchises available on the market for sale. Um, wow. And Fox, that airs, yeah, that airs, <laughs> that airs tomorrow. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. It's a six minute segment five or six minute segment. And that's a, you know, that's a big deal. It's a big that's deal. A very big deal, especially for like prime time, major media outlets to get six minutes. They don't even give a presidential candidate six minutes. <laughs> um, so. <laughs>If you're listening to this podcast, then there's a good chance that you're looking to create more freedom in your own life. There's also a good chance that you realize that owning your own business can be a great way to take more control of your livelihood and create more of that freedom that we're all looking for. Also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you realize that I specialize in franchise ownership. In addition to owning franchise businesses myself, I have a franchise consulting firm, Path to Freedom, where I help people navigate what is typically an overwhelming process of understanding franchising, identifying specific franchise companies that could be a fit, and then conducting the due diligence in a thorough and efficient manner with those franchise brands. My whole purpose here is to leverage my experience working for franchisors, owning franchises myself, and how we've been able to use that to create more freedom in our lives and help you determine if that could be a path that makes sense for you as well. So if any of this sounds interesting, if you've considered business ownership in the past, whether you've explored franchising specifically or not, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about you and what it is that you're working towards in your life and determine if I may be in a position to help. A great starting point 
is the link below in the show notes, which will take you to a short form to fill out and you'll receive a free copy of an ebook that I've put together, The Seven Steps to Freedom Through Franchise Ownership. That'll also get us connected and I'd love to set up an introductory call where I can explain a little bit more about the process that I use to help people determine if franchise ownership could be a great way to start charting their own path to freedom. So click the link below in the show notes, receive the ebook, and let's get connected. I'd love to hear from you. No, in all seriousness, I mean, just as you were kind of, you know, listing off some of these things, I'm thinking, you know, about that list you told us earlier that you wrote down. I'm like, all right, she checked that one off. She checked that one off. So, um, yeah, incredible success over a, a relatively short period of time, you know, comparatively speaking to, to what you see with the trajectory of many other franchise yeah. brands that are, you know, today, great, very established brands. So, you know, what are what are some of the, I guess, biggest things that you would attest you know, the success that you've had to, because like, you know, you said you, you didn't originally start this, you know, even thinking it was going to turn into a business, much less a franchise. Yeah. You didn't really know a lot about franchising when, when you first started considering it. Um, you know, one thing I will quickly highlight is the fact that you had the foresight to go open a second location before you really tried to run with franchising. I think that was was very smart on your part especially given just where your original location was yeah i could see a lot of people saying okay great makes sense you know i could see why it would work in somewhere like hawaii i think i remember hearing you say the the second location you kind of intentionally chose like not a big major market somewhere that wasn't anything like hawaii in terms of the climate i forget what what market it was but um i remember it striking me as like that was an interesting choice, but it <laughs> sounds like it was strategic. It was, it was. That was Kansas City, Missouri, because they have cruddy yeah. winters. And yeah. I wanted to yeah. see what would happen if we plunked this tropical business down in the middle of a of a snowstorm, right? What's gonna yeah. happen? Smart. Well, guess what? In the winter, people want to escape. And what and when they see the sign Hawaii Fluid Art, they're like, What's this? And they walk yeah. in the door. And in the summer, when it's hot as sin, they're like, what's this Hawaii I love Hawaii let's check it out and so it's been a really good location and and as we open around the United States we find that same interest in in every city town and state that that we uh that we open in yeah I could see it being being very eye-catching and and people just wanting to check it out and see what it's all about and then it sounds like you have a pretty sticky customer you know, once they have come in and experienced it, you know, it's not, uh, okay, we did that. It was, it was fun, but yeah, I'm going to go again. It sounds like you, you do generate a, a fair amount of repeat business. So what, what else would you point to, uh, in terms of some of the success that you've had, like looking back on it now, what are some of the things that you're like, okay, I feel like we did that right. And that really helped propel us to the growth that we've seen thus far. The infrastructure, absolutely the infrastructure, Uh, having a support team before you need them, investing Mm, money 
in smart things. Realizing that as a founder, you're not going to get paid. You're not taking a paycheck. You're reinvesting every single penny back into the brand to make it better for the franchisees. You know, we have something called HFA University. It is an online, it's a digital education center to learn about customer service to learn about the Aloha spirit on how to do upgrades. We have training portals. We have um, a communication system. We even have a curated radio station for every one of our stores. So we're all, we have a, it's wonderful because you don't want to get in trouble just using Pandora, right? You have to have, yeah. you have to have licenses for this music. So we have a curated radio station. Um, it was very important to me to, to negotiate rates down for all of my franchisees. So we all use the same point of sale. We all have the same chart of accounts. We all have the same um, um, employee access and payroll company. And so I really worked on making sure that we had everything that I could think of that these franchisees were going to need and want. And then with strategic partnerships and and bringing people into the brand that understand more than I do. You know, our, our director of real estate acquisition, she's no nonsense real estate, um, commercial real estate broker, and she helps our franchisees find that. Our construction manager to help oversee uh, the, the construction for the franchisee in a very simple build out. I found people that were good humans that wanted to see the brand grow yeah. And we make decisions as a whole, not only on with the leadership team, but also the franchisees. We have monthly meetings. And when, when I have a new idea, I say, here's the idea. Like our latest one is a membership rolls out in two weeks. Hawaii Fluid Art now offers a membership. Very cool. And we had that discussion with the current franchisees and said, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? And that's a decision made as a whole because they're my business partners. I don't just yep. tell them what to do, yep. right? This is a relationship. And so really it's been that infrastructure and it's profound and it's just going to get bigger and better as time goes on. Yeah, the the infrastructure before you need it is is so critical. Um mm -hmm. and and then finding good strategic partners, you know, yes. with with a model like yours, the real estate component is so critical. You know, I've seen what could have been great brands really never take off because they, they didn't have any trouble selling, but then it was difficult for them to help their franchisees find locations and yep. manage the build out and get open in a timely manner. And if that, if that doesn't happen smoothly and it, you know, it, there's always going to be wrinkles, right. When you're dealing with yeah. commercial real estate and construction and all of that, but if there's not, good support and good guidance for franchisees, many of which have probably never undertaken anything Correct. like that before. Uh, that can cause some real issues. Um, I know you're, you're partnered in some capacity with front street equity, which is, you know, Eric Van Horn, someone that's been on this podcast numerous times, good friend and mentor of mine, um, been around the block a little bit when it comes mm -hmm. to franchising, as has yeah. Jeff Her, his his partner. So I always, I, I say this all the time on the show, but I love it when I see founders, especially if they don't yet have a background in franchising, yep. they're smart enough and they're humble enough to say, you know what, 
I've not done this before, you know, yes. confident in myself and my, my capabilities, but let me go find some people that are aligned with me from a, a value standpoint, but do know what it takes to grow a franchise brand and, and do it the right way. So, uh, yeah. Very, very cool. And congratulations again on, on all of the success that you've had. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about the, the, the business itself and, you know, maybe first from kind of a a customer's perspective, right? So when we talk about paint, um, you know, to my mind, at least, because I'm a, a franchise nerd, you know, I think of like some of the sip and paint, uh, type concepts. So is this, similar to that or how would it be different uh from your perspective it's very different so no and no offense to any of those brands out there they all serve a purpose but when you go into one of those studios they're a little sterile right they're white they're just very sterile and then you're painting like a bird on a branch in front of a barn Right. Well, Everyone's painting the same everybody's thing. Everybody's right? painting the same thing. Yeah. And where are you going to hang that in your house? I mean, the experience <laughs> is fun, but seriously, yeah. when I talk to people, they're like, oh yeah, I did that one time and I put it in my closet or I did that one time and I put it in my garage. That's the difference. Yeah. One time is what I hear. Yeah. Where yeah. Hawaii fluid art is different is that you actually create beautiful art. All of our art forms are easy to do. They're all non-toxic, they're safe, they're good for any age, and the art is actually beautiful. You'll never create the same piece. We don't, you're, you're not using a paintbrush, right? You're layering paint in cups, you're pouring it on the canvas, and you're tilting the canvas around. That's one of our art forms. Um, we also look for trending ideas. Like, have you guys seen how the Stanley Cup craze is right now? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, oh, yeah. For six months, we've My been making on that train for sure. Oh, okay. Well, for yeah. for over six months, I guess all, over a year now, we've been making custom tumblers. Oh, that's cool. where you take one of those giant tumblers and you put it on the spinning machine and you do your own resin design on it. So we've that's been doing cool. that. We do tons of those. I bet. So we try and stay ahead of trends. Um, our studios are painted black. And there's all these mood lights everywhere. There's neon. There's live tropical plants. There's fish tanks. So when you walk curated in, curated soundtrack, I'm sure. Curated, yes, the, a curated playing cool Tahitian music. So everywhere, you know, every studio you go to, you walk in, and they all smell like a vanilla kissed orange. We have a signature scent. Um, so it's a vibe. It's an experience, and that's why our average return rate is four times every six months. And that's just an average return rate. And if you think sure. about Hawaii's in there with tourists just coming and going and coming and going, most people are coming in at least once a month, which is why we just launched a membership program. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, really interesting is one of the the more common requests I get as I talk to people, especially if they're you know, somewhat sophisticated when it comes to business ownership. Uh, recurring revenue right yeah ship based yeah. um yeah that's very attractive in a lot of potential buyers eyes so when we talk about the the type of art and and i'll have my editor uh you know insert some actual yeah. examples of of pictures from your website um you yeah. know so people watching this can can kind of get a feel for it we'll also 
you know, link your website in the show notes so people can easily find it and go check it out. But so is it more of a just kind of design or are people actually able to do like pictures, like give, mm-hmm. give me a feel for uh, what the actual art form itself is. It sounds like there's a variety of options. There is. Yeah. So part of it is this organic, fluid, earthy vibe, but to be able to use any colors. And that is that is fluid art. Then we do a resin beach scene where we actually create a beach scene with black black sand and resin and everything and you're gonna we'll get you some pictures that we can insert on this yeah then we have the resin tumblers where you can create any organic design you want to then we have the more structured classes where we have glass painting where you actually use a brush and a stencil that goes under the piece of glass so you paint this any way you want to and then we flip it over and do resin art on top of it or fluid art on top of it. So you've got this cool vibe going behind a very structured painting. And then we have a mosaics class where you can create with little chips of glass and little bits of pottery and rock. And you can create something that's your name or your favorite football team or whatever the case may be. We do, we have a skateboard class where you can do your own um, skateboard with fluid art on the back of it. So you can, we do guitars. We we have a guitar kit, Surf so you boards. can. I mean, yeah, it's almost it. like endless, endless options. It is. I mean, it is to me. That's clearly why your customers do come back so often because they never have to do the same thing twice. So I they guess, don't. yeah. I guess the only other question I would have then, in terms of you know differentiation from other art franchises, can people drink while they're doing this um yes that is an attraction to you know some of my, my wife's gone to numerous girls nights at some of these sip and paints and they're mm-hmm. they're more for the sip than they are the paint yes 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 <laughs> you can so some of our studios are byob some of our studios have beer and wine license some oh, of our studios okay. have have full bars in them as a matter of fact we're launching oh, yeah. one in salt lake city that has um is called the aloha lounge that's inside of the hawaii fluid art so you want to bring in your kids or the husband the wife and the husband come in they can have a couple cocktails then then they can go create and you know one of the cool things is is we don't just do little canvases we do canvases all the way up to four foot by five foot Oh, wow. So you can bring your dentist office in You're, you, you know, you're the dentist, you're going to bring your team in and you can all work on one big piece to make something, glor- you know, glorious while you're sipping on champagne. I wow. mean, we we have created experiences here. They're not classes, they're experiences. And we customize them for large groups, small groups, individuals. Um, you know, we partner with different food vendors where we can uh, do charcuterie and champagne or we can do malasadas or whatever the customer wants. We're going to do that for them. It's all about the experience. It's about the five-star review on Google. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. It's that's fascinating. And and then, you know, from a franchise owner's perspective, this is multiple revenue streams, right? So you've got Absolutely. The, the retail component, you know, yes. or, or was that just in Hawaii or is that part of? No, the, it's the everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. We'll get you some good pictures that you can embed. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and and so I assume the the franchise owners are making a, at least a little bit of a margin on anything that's sold out of their location. A big margin, yeah, yeah, forty uh, yeah, percent. Okay, so so they're making a margin there, obviously on the the classes. Um, you've got walk-in business, so it sounds like there's actually a B two B component to this too, right? Where you can market this to businesses hey this is a yes. team building event yes. um holiday party you know just team outing any anything of that nature um and then you know in, in at least some locations you've got the revenue from you know alcohol and, and maybe yes. food being brought in and that you know that seems to be a lot more common like we live in coastal north carolina and we've got all these little kind of developments popping up that are very um I don't even know what the right way to describe it is, but artisan. Uh, yeah, like we've got an area called the cargo district, right? Everything's built out of shipping containers, and you know it's all these cool local businesses. They all share resources and work together, and mm -hmm. you know, so like there's a couple of breweries. None of them do food, but they're always going to have a local food truck there. Yeah, always going to yeah. have you know another local vendor that's providing food options for anyone in there having drinks that that also wants to have food that seems to be at least in my area more and more common and people like yeah. that they um, do. so they that's do. so that's interesting so you've got multiple revenue streams you're rolling out this membership base mm -hmm. you know this is something that could appeal to really almost anyone yes. um from from a a infrastructure standpoint right so this is clearly a, a you know storefront type of business customers are coming to you is there any sort of a mobile component where you know one of your instructors or a franchisee could take a class to yes. someone or to a group of people absolutely it's called the mobile unit and we take the party to you we have uh it's a man in a van so yeah. basically you can get a used or a new Ford Transit Connect van. We logo out the sides and we take the party to you. And we do big revenue on this because I we bet. only take the large size canvas and that includes resin. So it's $165 per canvas. And the reason we say per canvas is because when we go do these parties, sometimes people do more than one canvas. Yeah, I'd mess one so, up and I'd need at least three canvases. Oh, no, no. Let me tell you, even if you mess one up, we just put a little more paint over top of it and it turns out glorious. Okay. So we do birthday parties. We do senior centers. We do schools. We do libraries. We do community centers at subdivisions. We do resorts. The list goes on and on. So we, at a corporate level, have all the training all the manuals, all the market materials, everything you need for your business to business component. It's a huge revenue source. Our our classes run, all of our art farms run at at least a 90, 90% profit margin. Some of them go as high as 97% profit margin. So when you have somebody coming in and paying $120 for this particular art piece, that costs you about $6.10. So classes are very important. You only need 10, 10 people a day in a class to make a very nice um, number, a very nice month. Well, it's and, a low, it's a low labor model too, I would assume, yeah, right? Because if you've got many. a, yeah. One to many. One, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, now, 
So that brings me to another question because, you know, one of the biggest concerns a lot of people have as they start, you know, evaluating different business opportunities is, you know, how am I going to staff this? How am I going to find the right type of people? So what type of, I guess the first question is what, what type of model are you really aiming for in terms of are your franchisees in the locations day in, day out, actually teaching classes? Are they hiring people to do that? And if so, what type of background do those people need to have? Do they need to be artists? Can you train them? What does that look like? Yeah. I love this question. Love it. We don't want artists. I don't want to be lectured on color theory. (laughs) And we have a certification process. It's called the Hawaii Fluid Art Certified Instructor Course. We go to the franchisee store and train in person for eight days. We're going to train your employees. Number one, you only need two and a half employees to be open seven days a week. Okay? Okay. Two and a half employees. And... We have a hiring portal. All your job descriptions are already written. We have about 200 applicants for every open position we have. We pay well. We offer great benefits. So you're going to get a quality employee. Our turnover is almost non-existent. And we come to you and train you on site in your studio. So do we want the franchisee to be there for that? Yes. But do we want them working in their studio? No. Those are our franchisees are $1,000 an hour people, not $1,850 an hour people. They should be at the Chamber of Commerce meetings. They should be doing business to business. They should be at the governor's ball. They should be golfing and having fun and living life. We are a, we are a truly semi-absentee absentee model, and we have all of the protocols and procedures put in place in order for franchisees to be able to run their stores from afar. I haven't even been to my Hawaii store in two years. It takes care of itself. If I were you, I'd be there all the time just just <laughs> to be in Hawaii. But no, that's what well, I mean. It makes sense for for this type of model. So I mean, you you really want franchise owners that can number one assemble the team right yeah. and set yeah. the right expectations. They need to be able to create a culture within their organization. They need to be a leader, uh, and then it's more big picture oversight and yes. and then being a brand ambassador. And this is one of these businesses that's fun. Uh, you know, just having the mobile van driving around. I mean, that's a billboard that's going to catch so many mm-hmm. people's attention. But, you know, there's we, we've owned a couple of franchises, just sold one, still still have one. One of them is is very much kind of a fun, want to have type of product. Uh-huh. The other one was very much a need kind of demand driven business. Yeah huge difference in terms of just day-to-day stress levels yeah and, you know because it's you, when you're telling people hey this is what i do the the way in which it's received people's eyes either kind of glaze over or they get excited about it with you and, yeah. and that is something that people should stop and think about right like mm-hmm. any of these needs driven demand-based businesses are needed and and they can be very very lucrative in many cases but you know when you're considering getting into to business and with so many different types of franchises out there you should really stop and consider what type of lifestyle do i want right and if i own a business chances are i'm talking about that business all the time to all different types of people how do i want that to go right do i want it to be fun engaging 
you know, kind of loose or like we owned an insulation franchise, right? Like there's no quicker way to, you know, get people to leave you alone at a party than start talking to them about insulation. <laughs> like nobody cares, right? We all yeah, need no. it, but yeah. it's not a fun thing to talk about. People don't get excited about it. You're not laughing about it. So this is, this is uh, you know, a great business in that regard. And I, I imagine compared to a lot of businesses from the employee standpoint, from the franchise owner standpoint, it's not as stressful as a lot of business. No, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And there's, there's, there's not emergencies, right? You know, if, mm -hmm. if a customer doesn't have a great experience, it's not life or death by, by yeah. any stretch. But they the do. And we have a way to guarantee that. And that's one of the reasons that we have all five-star reviews across the United States. And that's because if we can tell that a customer doesn't love their piece, we just pull them aside and say, hey, I don't think you love this piece. And they'll be, no, no, you know, it was a great experience. No, 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 let's do it again. And we just wipe the paint right off that canvas, let them fill another cup and do it again. It costs you a buck ten. Yeah. Let them have the experience totally. and the outcome that they deserve to have. And so when you get to go to work every day and see smiles, and you never have any complaints and you get five star reviews and people hug you after class and tell you that they you've changed their life through an art class. Yeah. It's a totally different vibe. I mean, that's what allows me to work 18 hours a day is all the all the positive energy that comes from the stores and the franchisees and the customers. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And that's something that a lot of people don't put as much thought into as they should, you know, when they're starting to see, you know, what type of business do I think I want to be in? You know, that's a mm -hmm. very, very important part. So tell me a little bit more about your franchisees. You know, what types of folks do you have in your system today? Mm -hmm. You know, are they all coming from kind of a similar background? Is it all over the board? And, <laughs> and the, the follow up to that is like, what are you seeing your your most successful owners do maybe a little bit differently or above yeah. and beyond everyone else? Okay, so I'm going to start that with what we look for. Okay. okay, we look for a sunshiny personality, somebody that is a go getter, somebody that has drive and motivation and excitement about them. All right. Business experience is a plus. Sure. Now, what our current franchisees are, we have attorneys, we have doctors, we have pharmacists, we have IT professionals, we have school teachers, we have police officers, we have a politician. I mean, it's across the board. The one thing that they all have in common, they don't know anything about art. None of them yeah. did. None of them are artists. But what they have in common is a spirit of togetherness the want to be a part of a big happy family and to build something that's remarkable and beautiful. And to the point that these, our franchisees, several of them work for corporate on the leadership team because their stores are so easy to run that once they got them open, they were like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, you know, what, what do we do now? And yeah. so they, they've come onto the leadership team to help build, make the brand better. Now, who does better? What does better? Which franchisees do better? Very easy question. The ones that follow the plan and the ones that are not in their stores constantly. 
Yeah. Because if yeah. you're in your store constantly, if you're in there doing the 1850 an hour work all day, every day, you're not doing your, your business to business. You're not out in the community. You're not leading a team. You're not doing your social media. You're not following the plan. Yep. So our semi-absentee owners and true absentee owners are the ones that absolutely do better. Now, we work with all of our franchisees. Anybody that we see that needs some guidance or some love or some help, that's our on us. That's part of the full-service brand, and we will coach them to get them to where they need to be. But without a doubt, if you follow the plan, it works. Yeah. And so that's what we really like to see with our franchisees. Makes total sense. And, you know, it's 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 kind of a it's kind of the same with any good franchise, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it blows mm -hmm. my mind to this day, you know, how many people do buy franchises and then think they they know better and hey, I'm gonna go do yeah. this my own way. Yeah. But, you know, I imagine too, like your your franchisees that do follow the plan, they're they're happier, they're more fulfilled, they're getting the actual results that they want out of the business if they if they are working in the studio all day as, you know, kind of an 18, 50 an hour employee, they've bought themselves a job. And that's, yeah, I imagine not what they were looking for. Also makes sense that mm -hmm. you you don't really want, or that you're not attracting franchisees with, with a background in art and same thing for no. the employees that, that no. makes a lot no. of sense to me. I, I have a cousin that is, an incredible artist like studied in Italy for years. I mean, gets commissioned to do uh, paintings for Catholic churches and all types of stuff. Like it blows my mind. He'd be the biggest pain in the ass employee yes. for a business like yes. this because yes. he knows too much, right? He's he a, knows too much. He's a he thinks trained that they, yes. classical it, artist. Exactly. They're going to lecture you about color theory. They're going to tell you this isn't art. This is a craft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things like that. That's right? totally something he so would we say. don't have artists. Yeah. We have creative people. You know, some of our franchisees are very creative, but none of them had any art experience. And I didn't have any art experience. Let's let's get real. I, I, I created these art forms because I wasn't any good at any of the other art forms. Yeah. Yeah. This this is amazing. This is a cool opportunity. It's it's certainly unique. Um, I won't lie, when I first, you know, heard that that this was a brand that we were gonna start working with. I rolled my eyes a little bit because I thought pain and sip, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I've dug deep into some of those opportunities. And from from my opinion is, you know, from an ownership standpoint, there's they're lacking. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, right? I'm sure there's exceptions to that, but um, yeah. So fascinating opportunity, unique model, super cool that you guys are rolling out this membership model. Uh, so I guess the last question I would have for you is, have you added anything else to your list in terms of the goals? And, you know, where do you see this thing 10 years from now and beyond? Um, I have, I have, I have added some things and I tend to get a little emotional about it when I talk about it. Um, and some of them may seem silly to other people and that's okay. Who Number cares one, about we, will, we will be an international brand. Uh, we will be world around around the world. We'll be a recognizable uh, household name. Um, I want to be on the Joe Rogan show. <laughs> you and you and me both. Uh, <laughs> you probably uh, have a better wanna, chance than I do. Uh, I, I want to be on Good Morning America. I want to teach. 
um, at some very high levels. I want our franchisees to be um, multi-unit owners that are incredibly happy with all things HFA. And on a personal level, I just want to be a happy individual, as happy as I am now, and continue to have that sunshine spirit because that sunshine spirit gets you a long way in life. And um, one of the big goals that I had that we just um, got accomplished was the Las Vegas location on the Strip. And uh, we opened about a week and a half ago. And awesome. uh, so we are now blurp blurping as we call it that's our unit of measurement uh, uh, and we also have blurp blurp.com we are blurp blurping on the strip in las vegas and so i will let you know the next time we visit all right what the rest of my new goals are yeah that sounds cool um well i i would say you're well on your way i can tell you're having a lot of fun you know doing this so uh that's super cool to see and and again congratulations on the success you've had so far uh I think I have an angle for you to to try to get on Rogan though, right? Okay, tell uh, me. Talk about the the uh, therapeutic uses of this. Mm -hmm. Do yourself a favor, somehow or another, weave in psychedelics. You know how much he likes to talk about psychedelic therapy. Not saying okay. this is psychedelic, right? But if you can just kind of weave that in there, maybe draw a comparison or something like that. You just might get on his on his radar. Um, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. He just had a guest on like a couple of days ago. That's a professor at at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. Um, nice. So that was kind of kind of neat to see. But uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being here. I know you're super busy, so really appreciate you making some time to do this. And um, yeah, definitely send me any if there's any specific pictures or anything you want. Oh yeah, to sure we'll just send you some. Include. Send me send me some good stuff like that. We'll put links to website uh, in the show notes. Those out there listening, if you want to check it out from a customer perspective, um, good footprint of franchises across the U.S. and that's that's growing quickly. Um, and if it's something you want to learn more about from a franchise ownership perspective, um, we can certainly make that happen as well. So Maya, thank you so much. Really appreciate everything you're doing and keep up the great work. Thank you. And mahalo and aloha. Mahalo. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.